Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. New Sister by Kathy Sowers Goddard. Oh, Kathy, can I really have them? Thank you. Thank you so much. Katie bubbled with excitement at my offer. She would give me her yellow jersey blouse, and I would give her my green slacks and matching green flowered shirt. Katie had lived in our home off and on for a period of eight years. She was not related to any of us, yet she had practically become a member of our family. Many times when we were playing or shopping together, people would mistake us for sisters, but whenever they did, I always corrected them. She is not my sister, I'd say. She just lives in my home. I certainly didn't want anyone thinking Katie was my sister. Not that. My parents had anxiously watched Katie and her four brothers and three sisters as they grew up. All of the children were having problems because their parents had separated. The children tried to find security in the love my parents gave them. They were especially fond of my father and lovingly called him Uncle Al. But my father died suddenly, and after that the children turned to my mother for love and security. Mother got permission from Katie's father to take her into our home and send her to the church school I went to. Katie was four years younger than I, and for years she wore my hand-me-down clothes. Because she was not actually a member of our family, she could not complain about receiving my cast-off clothing. I had many more clothes than I could ever wear, and Katie had hardly anything. Katie lived with us during the school year and went home to spend the summer vacation with her family. One year when school began, she returned to us with several new dresses, blouses, and skirts that her parents had helped her buy. The nicest thing among her new clothes was a lovely yellow blouse with circles and squares and oblongs printed all over it. Now, I had shopped in every store in our city to find a blouse to match my yellow pants, but I couldn't find anything that really matched. Katie didn't have anything to wear with her yellow blouse, so she agreed to a trade. She would give me her beautiful yellow blouse, and I would give her something in exchange. I picked through my bulging closet, looking like an anxious grocery shopper, sorting the bruised and ugly vegetables from the healthy ones. Finally, I chose a pair of pants that I had bought a year earlier but had never worn, along with a green-flowered shirt to match them. Katie was thrilled to get a pair of pants plus a top in exchange for her yellow blouse, and I was pleased to get the yellow blouse. But before an hour had gone by, the picture of Katie's happiness faded from my mind, and I began thinking how badly I would miss my pants and shirt. I had never worn them, but they looked so very nice on Katie that I coveted them. I have to have them back, I told her. I walked to my closet and chose two blouses that I no longer cared for and gave them both to Katie for her yellow blouse. Katie was terribly disappointed. The sparkle went out of her eyes, but she gave in to my wishes. What else could she do? She was poor, wasn't she? And we were doing her a favor letting her live at our house. Mother heard of what I had done, and she wasn't pleased. She scolded me. Oh, mother, I grumbled, the blouse she gave me isn't all that special. Besides, I gave her two of mine to replace it. But Kathy, mother said, the yellow blouse was the nicest thing she brought back with her. Katie's hands are tied. She can't go against anything you want her to do, so you've got to be extra specially fair. Well, she looked happy to me, I said. Kathy, mother's eyes pulled mine to hers. I just can't believe that you are being so very selfish. She walked from the room and left me alone. I was completely bewildered. Mother had never talked to me like this before. At first I was indignant. 
Why, just look at all the lovely things I have given her, I thought to myself. But a second voice seemed to whisper, Were they all so lovely? Every garment you have given Katie is something you didn't really like. As quickly as a flash flood, the angry waters of my selfishness subsided. I walked quickly to my closet and picked out three of my best suits. Very lovingly, I stroked them. I had made two of those suits, and I remembered how hard I had worked to make sure that every stitch was right. The third suit was covered with brown and orange flowers and was my favorite of the three. I hoped Katie would pick one of the other two. I hurried to find her before I had time to change my mind. "'Well, which one do you want?' I asked impatiently. "'Oh, I just don't know,' Katie gasped. She believed that this was simply too good to be true. She tried on the first suit, then the second, then the third. As I had feared, she chose the flowered one. She bounced excitedly into the living room to model her new suit for Mother. I watched her with mixed feelings, happy that I had made Katie happy, and sorry over the loss of my favorite suit. But my attachment to the suit gradually became less and less significant. As I gazed at Katie, the special satisfaction that comes from making someone else happy grew till it filled my heart. The next Sabbath, my cousin asked me, Isn't that your good suit Katie has on? No, I replied, it's Katie's. I was convinced that part of Katie's clothing problem would be solved if she learned to sew, and I offered to give her lessons. Katie, why don't you try making your own clothes? Come on, I'll show you how. She accepted happily, and that evening we began. Katie had a natural ability to sew, and she rapidly completed dress after dress, each one harder than the previous one. As I looked through the growing contents of Katie's closet, I was as proud of her new clothes as she was. In the spring, her attention turned to a new dress, a very special dress. She had nearly finished her last year in our 10-grade church school and was eagerly looking forward to graduation. Evening after evening, she sewed on a soft, blue-flowered material, making with her now-skilled fingers a lovely and graceful dress. As the evening of graduation arrived, our excitement grew. We, Katie's foster family, watched with pride as she took her place with her class. After the last graduate had received their diploma and the last speech had been given, I rushed to the back of the auditorium to find Katie. She had wanted to meet the graduation speaker, who was one of my college teachers, and I had promised to introduce her to him. "'Hurry, Katie, before he leaves,' I said. She ran over, and now she was at my side and the teacher stood in front of us. I had to make the introduction. The words came out easily, unconsciously, and Katie beamed with pleasure as she heard them. "'Teacher, this is Katie, my sister.'" The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.